You're listening to the Q's Podcast, episode 102. Hello, welcome to the 102nd installment of the Q's Podcast. My name is James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager, Editor, and Host of the show. Whether you're joining us for the first time today or have been listening to many of the past episodes, we thank you for spending some time with us and taking cues on the go. We use this podcast forum to support you as a credit union professional by adding new perspectives and growth opportunities. We bring in credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts to discuss their perspectives on credit union topics and trends relevant to you. Credit Union Executive Society is the industry leader in the talent development of credit union CEOs, executives, board of directors, and future leaders. I want to tell you about a fresh, new, and exciting upcoming virtual professional development offering. We've gathered some of our highest rated speakers for Knowledge and Networking November, and we're bringing them to you Thursday afternoons in November. Each week, they will cover topics that are vital given today's climate and tailored specifically to the credit union industry. Leading during a crisis, both professionally and personally, will be presented by Harry Kramer, business executive, leadership author, and clinical professor of leadership at the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. Strategic Agility will be presented by best-selling author and Harvard Business School professor Francesca Gino. And Sean Martin, Associate Professor of Business Administration at the Darden School of Business at the University of Virginia, will deliver an interactive session on organizational values, a beacon in a storm of uncertainty. Each session is from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A low flat fee pricing of $595 makes this a very cost-effective way for your entire team to hear from top-rated speakers. There's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of interaction. A terrific host in Simon T. Bailey is set to lead you in this one-of-a-kind offering. To find out more information and how to register for Knowledge and Networking November, visit cues.org slash knn. Now, today's show is about how you can serve underserved markets, how you can share the credit union philosophy of people helping people with your community while also growing your organization at the same time. Our guest for today's show is Lindsay Walker. Lindsay is the executive assistant with Tampa Bay Federal Credit Union in Tampa Bay, Florida. She was just named the 2020 Q's Emerging Leader. Walker's business case addressed the need to reduce linguistic barriers through a Hispanic outreach program. Due to the large influx of immigrants from Spanish-speaking countries in her area, Walker outlined a program to provide marketing collateral and documentation in Spanish. I'm excited to bring this interview to you, but first, a word from our sponsor. Industry veterans, reliable, high-performing, quality. These are just a few of the terms used to describe Harlan Clark and its solutions. For more than 145 years, Harlan Clark has served financial institutions helping clients better engage with their customers to build loyal, lasting relationships. It's no different today. You can count on Harlan Clark for strategic check, card, contact center, digital, direct marketing, and acquisition solutions that deliver superior customer service, create brand differentiation, and drive positive bottom line results. With Harlan Clark as your partner, you can count on a single trusted resource with the industry expertise, business insight, and best practice capabilities to successfully execute your business strategy. Visit harlanclark.com to learn more. Thank you, Harlan Clark. As you listen to this episode, you'll quickly understand how a single credit union can have such a positive impact on its community. 
Lindsay Walker will share her story, the efforts she and her organization made to provide a solution to meeting the needs of a challenge facing a sector of her community, and how you can develop a similar program for your organization and your community. Today, we welcome the first ever Q's Emerge winner, Lindsay Walker. Congratulations, Lindsay, and welcome to the show. Thank you, James. It's an honor and privilege to participate here today and represent the 2020 Emerging Leader Cohort. Looking forward to talking to you about the Q's Emerge program, all the exciting things you're doing at your credit union, but also wanted to give an opportunity for you to share with others how they can possibly support a similar program in their community to allow listeners to get to know you a bit and to add some perspective and positive spirit. Lindsay, could you share with our listeners a professional mantra or quote that you live by professionally? Absolutely. So my business mantra is seize every opportunity available, which is reinforced by my favorite quote that has had a lasting impact on my life. Uh, so the quote's by Elaine Maxwell, my will shall shape my future. Whether I fail or succeed shall be no man's doing but my own. I am the force. I can clear any obstacle before me or I can be lost in the maze. My choice, my responsibility, win or lose, only I hold the key to my destiny. So I remember uh, the night before applying to grad school, I came across this quote on the internet. And each time I tackle a big scary goal, I always refer back to Maxwell's quote because it reinforces that I'm responsible for my future. And because of that, I see opportunities presented my way. I love that quote. I have never heard of that before. That's absolutely wonderful. It's also very fitting for what just happened to you here with the QZ Merge program. So tell us a little bit about your role at your credit union. What are your responsibilities? So I am the executive assistant to the CEO. I always like when people ask me what my responsibilities are, as it's really much more involved and than the many connotations that are placed on generic words like assistant. So Primarily, I serve as the liaison to the CEO. I help keep him abreast of any important things happening, as well as ensure that I help elevate him and his brand. Uh, in addition, I also have a hand in many of the projects in the organization. It could be facilitating deadlines for the CEO, leading a special project, kind of pseudo project management. Uh, there's also a lot of communication that take place and skills that are used, uh, especially when communicating with the board of directors and staff to ensure objectives are clear and delivered appropriately. Uh, kind of like the Swiss Army knife of the CEO, uh, special project expert. So if something needs to be done, I'm always the first line of defense. So for instance, grant writing, which you'll learn a little bit more about on my project, the entire executive team and leadership team were involved in the program, the creation and critiquing but it's my job to do kind of the lion's share of the research from finding opportunities, brainstorming with groups to develop programs, formulating our story, and continue to revise with the leadership team to go through and ideate projects we're working on. So I'm truly like a tool that's used throughout the business, flexible, and I go anywhere that's needed. That's fantastic. Now, what is the asset size of Tampa Bay Federal Credit Union and how many members do you serve? So Tampa Bay Federal Credit Union is approximately $259 million in assets. Uh, we serve a little over 32,000 members. 
And your project for the Q's Emerge program was focused on reducing linguistic barriers to better support the Hispanic population. Could you share with our listeners the challenges that exist for many Hispanic families in terms of financial decisions and just financial resources that are available to them? What is the problem you identified, number one, and then what was the solution you developed to help solve that problem? So great question. In the Tampa Bay region alone, migration from Spanish-speaking countries has increased over 200% in the last two decades. The number continues to rise, creating social and economic change throughout the area. A few years ago, there were several hurricanes that took place in Puerto Rico, and Tampa was one of the top destinations for those escaping Irma and Maria's devastation. Along with that, many of the immigrants that migrate from Colombia, Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, just to name a few, know English. A national survey performed shared that these individuals prefer having documents available in their native language when reviewing important information, documents, as there's always room for misinterpretation when you speak dual languages. This rings especially true for many of the older generations, and oftentimes, We found that when our Spanish-speaking members visit our branches, they'll bring with them a grandson, a child, family friend to help translate the conversation and materials such as loan documents, applications between the member and the branch representative. And sometimes they bring no one at all and they just sign on a dotted line, which not understanding what one is signing can have a lasting negative impact on your financial future. So. Through all of this research, we learned that in the Tampa Bay region, there's 24.3% of the unbanked and underbanked population that rely on payday lenders like pawn shops, check cashers, types of organizations that lack consumer protection rights. Well, and these organizations prey heavily on minority groups who lack access to financial mainstream products. And it can be as simple as the consumer doesn't know that they can become a member of a credit union or that we will accept their identification. They actually can get access to products. So since 2015, Tampa Bay Federal Credit Union has begun changing the narrative in our community and helping get the word out that we are there and we can't support them. So we've done a few things since then. We've make it known that we accept alternative types of identification for membership and loans. We have staffed our front line with over 74% being bilingual. Uh, Our branches are strategically built in Hispanic communities, and we facilitate financial literacy classes in Spanish, and we have bilingual branch leaders that have undergone the CUNA financial literacy education certification courses just to ensure that we're adding values to our members and we all are aligned speaking the same language. So with the completion of the Hispanic Outreach Program, Reducing Linguistic Barriers, we've been able to provide material to our Spanish-speaking communities, such as member applications, loan documents, a website, marketing material in Spanish translated. It's a huge leap for the credit union and the feedback that we have received as each segment of the project has gone live has been so well received within our community And they've been so grateful that we are listening to their needs and responding. That is so interesting and so needed. What a timely, important project that you and your organization have been working on. 
number one, it has to be so frustrating for the Hispanic population and then the risks that are involved for their financial security and working with, you know, risky type organizations who may not be there to serve their best needs. And so that's where your credit union has stepped in and you've worked on this project to just really improve the condition incredibly. So you have solved this problem but could you also express a financial opportunity for your credit union as well? Sure. So if you recall, Tampa Bay Federal Credit Union is $259 million in assets. And over the next five years, we anticipate our Hispanic membership increasing 1% annually. So we currently have about 8,200 Spanish-speaking members. Uh, so in doing the math, that's a little over 1,900 new members in the next five years for Tampa Bay Federal Credit Union that will be up to help that are in our Hispanic communities. We also anticipate a on-balance loan sheet increase of $128 million. So for an organization over the next five years, of that, we anticipate $6.4 million being deployed to our Hispanic communities. This is a really an untapped market that is based on relationships Word of mouth is huge. If you help one family member, you gain the entire family. It's really huge when it comes to loyalty. And we spent about $56,000 and we're going to gain 1,900 new members and be able to deploy 6.4 million in loans to our Hispanic community. So I think it's really a huge win-win. Absolutely. It's all about people helping people. You've certainly done that here. And now listeners are hearing your project to serve the underserved in Miami, a very large population of underserved. But there are other geographic locations that also have large populations of underserved. So they might be listening while they're walking their dog right now and wondering, wait a minute, I wonder if we could do that here at our credit union. So you've devoted, Lindsay, a lot of time to this project and understand the steps and challenges along the way to create new opportunities for those underserved, as well as opportunities for credit unions who serve large underserved populations. What advice do you have for listeners of the show who want to apply this program to their credit union? You know, reducing linguistic barriers can be a sore spot for many credit unions. And depending upon where one is located in the country, it could be another language, not necessarily Spanish. So if you are a community development financial institution, known as a CDFI, look for grant funding opportunities. So annually, in a thriving economic good time, NCUA offers underserved outreach grant program. Some years they award $20,000, some years they award $100,000. When we first discovered the opportunity, we were unsure what is considered underserved outreach and what funding would be covered. So NCUA does a really great job in providing an outline of questions that you're required to answer. Going through this, we found that being authentic and telling your story of serving the underserved, which we all do as credit unions in some fashion, will truly help get the awarded amount that you need. I was fortunate to meet a local grant writer who came in and had a conversation with me and gave me so much insight as to what type of programs are funded. And really that conversation helped me fuel pushing this project forward when we came as a group and leadership team and kind of were discussing what initiative we wanted to apply. 
We are thankful that NCUA supported our initiative and awarded Tampa Bay Federal $56,000 to reduce the linguistic barriers in our community. So seek opportunities and seize those that are available. NCUA always has something available each year and I'm open to having a conversation if somebody needs further assistance or kind of would like to walk through a program. Well, that's very generous of you and fantastic work there. Wow, what a grand, $56,000 and also a big thanks to NCUA for offering that for those underserved. It's such an important part. Uh, it's about uh, growing your community. It's about being involved with the community and, and serving those who, who need to be served. So thank you. Now, as noted at the start of the show, in the intro, you are the 2020 winner of the QZ Merge program. The QZ Merge program was developed after the success of the next top credit union executive program. The QZ Merge program is built with a greater emphasis on training and education and even networking. Could you walk us through, Lindsay, the QZ Merge program briefly and what was the experience like for you? I cannot say enough positive things about the Q's eMERGE program. So the format was designed in three Q's Elite Access Virtual Classroom courses that was designed to build knowledge and understanding through connection with subject matter experts and our peers. So some of the topics were, what's the problem, designing your change initiative, which I really loved that one, amplify your impact by mastering the art of powerful communication. So while these topics weren't new concepts to me, they were presented in a new outlook that allowed me to use each of the concepts and the material learned to build my final business case. So in between the classroom settings, uh, we had small cohort discussions with masterminds who helped guide the development of our business cases and reviewed how to apply the educational pieces that we learned the previous week. At the completion of the education piece, we were required to submit a business plan and we could opt in to join a competition phase. Once learning that I was a top finalist, there was so much support that was provided by cues to each participant to prepare. Uh, we had the opportunity to work with a career coach from Envision Excellence, where I demoed my presentation and received so much valuable feedback. We did a Q&A with CU Broadcast Studios, which helped prepare answering questions on competition day. And lastly, with Tim from Currency, we did practice runs as a group to prepare for the big day. So it was a perfect mix of combining the online learning, peer collaboration, and a really exciting competition phase. And I felt so prepared going into it. And I truly give my hats off to Q's for designing such a phenomenal program. Well, we thank you. We had such a incredibly talented group of professionals. Boy, you uh, really are a great model for what this new program is all about. So we can see you're a lifelong learner and you're open to education and growing, developing and connecting with others and uh, mostly connecting with members of your community, your future members and your current members. Now, for more information about the QZ Merge program and to watch and listen to Lindsay's pitch along with the other finalists, visit QZEmerge.com. Again, that's C-U-E-S-E-M-E-R-G-E.com. 
It was such a well-run program. I want to thank users Nikki, Sarah, and Jen for their work on the project. I also want to thank Tim McAlpine of Currency for his help in developing the program and hosting and producing the final pitch show. It was such a fun and very well-run virtual show. We had a large audience who were live at the show, and of course, you can see those recordings and hear those recordings now. For those wanting to learn even more about the Q's Emerge program, you can check out Q's podcast episode 86, where Tim McAlpine was a guest. Lindsay, it has been such a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for serving as guest on the show. Thank you, James. Thank you to the entire Q's team, Currency and Vision Excellence, and the executive leadership team at Tampa Bay Federal Credit Union especially my CEO, Richard Gramatica, for allowing me the opportunity to participate in the Emerging Leaders Program and all of the support that's been provided along the way. Tampa Bay Federal Credit Union is lucky to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking part in the show, Q's Nation. As you heard, Lindsay Walker is doing some tremendous work to support both her community and her organization. Also, thank you to others who may be doing similar programs in your community. We hope this episode serves as a resource for inspiring your organization to make a difference in your community. Thank you also to Highland Clark for sponsoring this important episode. Earlier in the show, I told you about the Q's Knowledge and Networking November virtual event. We also have a special virtual learning experience to support the needs of Credit Union Board of Directors. It's called Directors and Dialogue December. We've gathered some of our best speakers and we're bringing them to you Wednesday afternoons in December. Each week they will cover topics that are vital given today's climate and tailored specifically to credit union directors. Joe Perfetti of Duke Corporate Education will speak to the nature of how an Agile board deals with wellness, mental health, and anxiety. Chris Skinner will also join us. He's the most prolific writer on the subjects of finance and fintech in the world. He's also the author of the Financer blog, and he'll speak on how credit unions can prosper in a post-pandemic system. And finally, we're excited to share with you that Linda Hill will be closing out the virtual learning experience. She is a professor of business administration at Harvard Business School. She'll lead us on the board's new innovation imperative collective genius, the art and practice of leading innovation. Each day is from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, making it convenient to fit into your busy schedule. Sign as many staff, directors, and committee members as you want for one flat fee of just $495. For more information on how to register for Directors and Dialogue December, visit cues.org ddd. Hey, if you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit cues.org membership to learn more. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, executives, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.